0: Chat is back uh, this morning, and he joins us uh, as our next guest. Chat Life and Good from Crane's Detroit Business. Good morning, Chat. Welcome, gentlemen. Thanks for having me, as always. Absolutely. So, what are you talking about um, this morning in Crane's well, Detroit Business? Uh, Got a got a story that um, has a little bit of statewide focus, but uh, de- de- definitely does affect people locally. Uh, Consumers Energy um, had proposed back in the in the spring that the legislature they asked the legislature to to wipe out the entire personal property tax that they pay, uh, which is roughly two hundred million dollars a year. All utilities in Michigan pay personal property tax for their distribution systems, Um, it it comes out to $650 million for cities and schools uh, across the board. Uh, But for consumers, they were pushing for this because they are preparing to invest multiple billions of dollars into upgrading transformers, uh, telephone poles, uh, power lines, distribution, everything but but the generation of power. And, and with that, they, the value of their equipment will rise, and they, they're, they're concerned that their their bill is going to double, um, and their bill gets passed along to um, uh, customers who get gas uh, in southeast Michigan and electricity all across uh, the rest of the state. And and so this is kind of a new big battle over taxes that's been kind of a, a brewing in, in, uh, behind the scenes this summer up in Lansing. Um, now consumers is, is proposing that they Instead of instead of uh, having the entire tax wiped out, they just want their tax frozen, um, and so that they can't uh, accumulate new value um, in their taxable value, um, and 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 so they want to be locked in at two hundred million dollars. Plus, they want an inflationary increase. School groups and municipalities uh, and municipal groups like the County Association and the Michigan Municipal League. Uh, they're fighting this behind the scenes because they see this as another way to erode uh, the tax base uh, for 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 schools and cities uh, that has already been eroded by other uh, cuts in taxes.
1: And Chad, I mean, this grid needs to be updated, right? These grids, the gas and electric uh, grids, they have to be upgraded. Uh, I don't know that uh, if with, without these breaks, would consumers just not do this?
0: well um they're the only game in town, so um they have to mm-hmm. they have to upgrade it at some point and and that's kind of one of the counter arguments is why do they need this uh, and they're they're a regulated uh monopoly uh them and d t e you now d t e energy is, is has been supportive of this legislation, but they're not driving uh they're not driving the train here it's it's uh solely uh consumers. But yeah they, they they are regulated um, um monopolies uh, in this state that essentially get to um, pass along their costs right. to to ratepayers they go to the public service commission they say hey we're paying 200 million dollars in taxes this year and now because of all these investments we're going to pay 400 million dollars so we need 200 million dollars more from our ratepayers and what they're arguing is that essentially that ratepayers can't uh, can't afford it. Uh, that it, and essentially they're trying to, to make this argument that this is about the consumer themselves, not necessarily uh, consumers' energy to the company.
1: Well, can can the state and these local communities afford to cough up six hundred and fifty million dollars, or do without six hundred and fifty million dollars? Yeah.
0: I mean this this is just another um debate of whether our cities can afford this. Uh, I mean we 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 did a cut, we did a personal property tax cut a couple of years ago with industrial equipment mm-hmm. but the state came up with a way to to reimburse cities and schools for that. It was a couple hundred million dollars but that was really meant yeah. to try to save jobs from leaving Sit, stop uh, manufacturing companies from taking their equipment and putting it over in, into into Toledo or or, or just over the border, and that was a big problem that you saw uh, in the um, in the last. Uh, decade or so and so that was that was a that was a strategic you know move to try to save businesses you know here's here's two businesses DT and consumers that aren't going anywhere I mean they're they they can't physically outsource uh, the the transformer and the power line and the the gas storage unit Um, and so that's that's the equipment that's the property we're talking about that's taxable And, you know, in the the debate about taxes in the state, um, cities, uh, municipalities, they've been kind of sort of sidelined in this. So the discussion about how you build uh, good cities um, and a sustainable city that people want to live in, um, the the, the, the tax policy has kind of taken a back seat. And that's that's something in Detroit that. You know, we know that um, if if you can't if you can't grow the tax base in Detroit, Detroit will be back in, into financial problems uh, in, right. in the near term.
1: And so, uh, where is this piece of legislation now, Chad? And do you think it has the support to pass?
0: Well, now consumers has made this counterproposal to try to essentially freeze the, 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 uh, the, the, tax, uh, uh bill for themselves. Uh, and they are asking uh, lawmakers to consider taking it up in the lane duck session. As you and I know, no, nothing is getting done in, le- in Lansing over the next month. So, and then, hmm. then they have a, a deer hunting, um, vacation, um, or excuse me, in district, um, uh, work session. Um, and so, and then there's Thanksgiving. Um, so, 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 They'll be back in session. Uh, they'll be back to work uh, the last week in November, um, and and there's a four-week lame duck session that uh, could be a, a big one because just, just depending on how you know the turnout of, of of the election who wins the governor's office who wins the legislature uh, particularly the house uh the senate is more in safe hands for republicans but um so there's a lot of variables there and what does the governor want to do in his final uh days in office and so um, this is, uh, you know, this is kind of teed up for for lame duck as a big uh, big tax issue, um, and and kind of has a lot of implications for for cities and counties and school districts.
1: Has any anyone calculated how much consumers' tax would go up uh, because of this investment?
0: they they say that it will double that they will pay um by by 2025 they'll be paying 400 million dollars in in personal property taxes um, and, and a basically a clip of 10% increase every year over the next decade and so uh, the, the argument from consumers is we know that schools are are and, and cities cost more to to run every year but not 10% more and and in in many cases because of the elimination of personal property tax on industrial equipment, some cities, the the large majority of their personal property tax base is now in utilities. It's now in the equipment and the underground infrastructure of DTE and consumers. Um, So they're very aligned. I saw a stat uh, in a report from the Senate Fiscal Agency the, the the village of Stockbridge um, in southern uh, Ingham County, north of my hometown of Chelsea, um, it, it's uh, 56% of their tax base is in utility PPT. Um, and, and then there's other school, there are other areas where it's just a fraction of percentage. So it varies wildly, but, um, but that, you know, this, this is the kind of stuff that legislators hear about when they go home, um, yeah. uh from, from, the, from their local mayors and, and, uh, in city councils that, uh, these kind of decision-making decision, making, decision make, uh, decisions sometimes they make sense on a, maybe a global, um, uh, you know, thought and, you know, 56,000 feet, but. Not necessarily when you're trying to balance the, the budget of the village of Stockbridge.
1: So, Chad, what else are you writing about at Crane's Detroit business this week?
0: Well, I got a column this week about um, the, the redistricting proposal um, and uh, proposal two, which is on the ballot this fall. And, and the really curious absence of business groups, um, uh, comp- almost completely non existent as far as support of this Measure and yet in Colorado they have a they have a, a redistricting proposal on their ballot in November that is nearly identical to ours. Uh, creates an independent uh, citizen commission, uh, divvied up uh, you know evenly among Republicans, Democrats, uh, non-affiliated voters, and uh, that proposal is is resoundingly supported by the, the Colorado State Chamber of Commerce, the state's business roundtable group of influential CEOs and 16 chambers of commerce, even the Farm Bureau, Nolan, of Colorado, is, is supportive mm-hmm. of redistricting reform. Um, and yet, in, in Michigan, all of our business groups are completely either opposed or totally sitting this one out.
1: Well, maybe they see it for what it is, um, Chad, a a um, democratic uh power grab here i'm suspicious of this prop two for a lot of reasons one most of the people who have put money into it and most of the people who have organized and driven it are from the democratic side and you also i don't believe it takes the politics out of it because in the end it's a politician who will who will choose the members of this commission it's the secretary of state maybe colorado's doing it better than we are
0: yeah, there's definitely a lot of power going to the Secretary of State in his proposal, and um, it's not—they have a similar uh, mechanism in Colorado. Now, one dynamic there is that uh, the Democrats were in control, mostly in control of the Penn uh, back in 2011 in Colorado, and mm-hmm. drew some districts in in their favor. And so Republicans. So it depends whose ox is gored, maybe. <laughs> yeah, so everyone gets their uh, their ox score differently in uh, different states, and so no, yeah, th- there's definitely a power um, aspect to this. Uh, the Michigan Chamber of Commerce has come out in a federal lawsuit. They've had a heavy hand in the in the redistricting proposal or, or process back in 2011, that's uh, and that uh, that that has benefited Republicans. But They've helped. They they continue to you know hold on to the the House of representatives. Even though they, they, overall, their 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 members get fewer votes every year than the Democratic uh, candidates, yeah. uh, and that's going to be tested again here in in 30 days.
1: If you look at who's going to control the legislature, who's likely to control the legislature uh, after November 6th, uh, the Democrats might not. Uh, or they might sort of rue the passage of this proposal if it does pass, because they're very likely to be in control of the redistricting process this time. And you know, it's one of the reasons why I have not thought this whole gerrymandering thing is is such a legitimate complaint, because it does swing back and forth. And over the course of a ten-year period, the demographics within these diff- districts, the political alignments, swing wildly. So here we are in our third election since redistricting. Um, after the 2010 census uh, and you're going to see quite possibly the Democrats take control of everything. So I'm not sure gerrymandering is as huge a problem as we've, uh, as we've made it out to be in Michigan. but Chad, live and good, we always appreciate you. Uh, we'll talk to you next Monday at this time. Thanks for joining us. Andre, time for another break.